You are listening to The Life and Death of Paul McCartney, an audio biography read by Paul McCartney, Part 7, A Comparison of Two Birthdays. <coughs> a Comparison of Two Birthdays. The first birthday I'll be discussing about was before the Beatles happened. It was a birthday of mine. The second birthday that I'll be discussing is the birthday after the Beatles formed and Ringo had joined the band. I can't complain about my life before the Beatles, but what I can say, it was nothing spectacular. It was about the same life that you would expect of any other teenage boy. I masturbated frequently, and I thought about sex all day long. Um, when my birthday came along, I did have a number of friends. Uh, it was winter time in Liverpool. I was born in the winter. Um, and this birthday in particular, I, I thought that I might be able to go out with some maybe 30 or 40 friends of mine from the school, and uh, we might be able to have ourselves quite a time. I thought even maybe I'd be able to find that special girl that I could spend the rest of my life with. On the night that uh, we were going to celebrate it, I went over to a friend's house. I asked him uh, what he had planned for my birthday, and he said that not much. I, uh, I felt surprised. That whole day, I was thinking that maybe my friends were planning some sort of surprise for me. Um, I called a few of them, and nobody picked up. I left messages. I thought maybe, you know, I was um, a deluded, uh, you know, 14-year-old. I thought maybe they were planning something special. This is the sort of thought you have as a as a 14-year-old in the world because you think everything revolves around you. The fact is that it doesn't. You know the reason why When I showed up at my friend's house um, uh, Nobody was there In fact, they were all at a different party To them, my birthday was just another day And it's true, it was So I drank uh, wine until I was drunk And played guitar with my friend and sang some songs. Eventually a couple friends uh, were able to stop by, but they said they wanted to go to bed. I told them to go fuck themselves. They, um, with that, with seeing my hurt eyes and uh, my tail between my legs, they decided they'd come out with me. And, we went downtown to uh, celebrate, but um, there, there wasn't anybody special out there for me that night. Uh, I appreciated my friends, the ones that cared, but um, the truth is that it was, it was really just another night. And that's what I thought birthdays were, until I joined the Beatles. <coughs> After Ringo joined the band, things really picked up. There was a magic in the air. We felt 
things happening and changing. We felt things moving. Some sort of progress was taking place. And I knew it. I could feel it. And I could taste it on my tongue. So that year, I was um, 18 years old. And the Beatles had been with Ringo for about a year now. Um, a little bit less, I suppose. And uh, we decided to just throw a party at our apartment. A place where all four Beatles uh, lived. Me, John, Paul, and... Ringo, I mean, me, John, George, and Ringo, uh, and so we threw a party and invited all of our friends from the area, and they came, it was nothing crazy, um, there was a beautiful girl there, uh, by the name of, uh, Stacy, uh, whose eyes glittered like she came from another universe, and whose hair was as sleek as the black night. Um, and that night, though, I didn't feel that connection with those around me that I'd always dreamed I would feel someday. I could feel it building. There was certainly a chemistry in the air that night. Uh, the feeling that the Beatles might actually be something special someday soon. Uh, we played some of our songs for them, for our friends, uh, and they really, really enjoyed them. They thought it was something, something more than what we had done, we had up to this point on this planet. I, I got drunk naturally, and during those drunken moments I said some things that I probably shouldn't have, uh, derogatory words for homosexuals. I regretted it the next day. I scared off that girl with the hair like midnight um, by coming on too strong as I always do. But uh, the real thing that I got out of that night was a feeling of camaraderie for my fellow man. It was the feeling that though we all are alone in our own bodies, perceiving the world in our own way, and that can somehow trap us sometimes. I also felt like we were all alone together um, as part of a giant thing that was happening. And that maybe, just maybe, me and the other Beatles tried hard enough, we could spread that feeling of love throughout the entire human population, all six billion of us. And though that seems like quite a feat, if, I, if we didn't succeed, it wasn't going to kill us because the, those goals are pretty high. But if we did succeed, it would be well worth it. And we could say that we had truly lived. When I get older, losing my head Many years from now Will you still be sending me a valentine? Birthday greetings, bottle of wine If I'd be out till quarter to three Thank you for listening to The Life and Death of Paul McCartney, an audio biography. This has been a reality recording. For more reality recordings, please visit therealityinstitute.net.